0: The In Her Boots podcast celebrates the collaborative spirit of us women farmers and all women working to transform our food system and steward our land, sharing ideas and inspiration with each other. Whether you're a woman with a dream of starting your own farm or already have your hands deep in the soil, there's something for you here. During these winter months, we're casting our interview net a bit wider, still talking to women farmers and also other women playing a variety of roles in organic food and farming, from agency women, authors, and activists to entrepreneurs. Typically, you'll hear a series of interviews with the same woman over two months, with a new episode released every other Friday through the winter. Be sure to subscribe so you won't miss anything. Join us today for a conversation with author Allie Burlow as she shares ideas and inspiration on how we can all take a leadership role in our local communities to advocate for food system change. Allie Burlow is a writer, host of the weekly Local Food Report produced by Atlantic Public Media, co-publisher of Edible Vineyard, and author of The Food Activist's Handbook and The Mobile Poultry Slaughterhouse. We are here with Allie Burlow talking about all kinds of things, but with that theme that we, particularly we as women farmers and women working in sustainable agriculture need to wear our activist hat, right? Mm -hmm. Everything Mm -hmm. we do is an action. And let's talk more about that from the female lens, particularly women farmers, because, as you know, things get busy, right? I mean, what what do you mean one more role of being food activist? But we need women farmers as champions. Mm -hmm. How do you see the connection between Farmer and food activist, or are they one? Maybe one of the same.
1: Right. Well, you know, and again, I just want to state that I have incredible respect for farmers, and I am not a farmer. So, but what I feel like is that for women farmers in particular, is reach out to other women. Yep. <laughs> you know, reach out beyond um, your comfort zone, which it might be outside of your comfort zone. A lot of farmers I know are just happy to be on the farm, and that's what they're good at. That's what they want to be at, but. There are people, again, within your community, I think from, I think of librarians, I think of teachers, I think of women leaders, whether community leaders, um, bankers, people that are within your community, and particularly in the media, reaching out to to those people, men and women alike, to be able to, one, feel comfortable telling your story. I think women, we tend to be, well, I... Um, that's a broad statement. Let me say that as, you know, I know a lot of women who are incredibly humble. Yeah. And, well, they, and that's an endearing quality, but. But uh, yeah, exactly. And I feel like gain the trust that you that you trust people to tell your story to, you know, how your story is told. You have to know that when you do speak to somebody in the media, you know, be clear of whether what's on the record and not on the record, even if they're friends of yours. Um, be clear that. You know, also know that you're not always going to have control over your story. You know, you can't, necess- you can't ask a writer, show me your final draft, you know, before it goes. Like, that's not really how it works. So think about a few things that are your message. What is it about your farming enterprise? What is it about your philosophy, your story, your authentic story? Yeah. You know, where do you come from? And that you... So when you wake up in the morning and you hear that radio piece about you or you read the newspaper article or the magazine article, you know, I I mean, your stomach may flutter a little bit, you know, your heart may beat a little harder, <laughs> but just know that like that you went into it with your clarity. You know, you don't, you do lose control. You have to know that you lose control when you engage the media. Yeah. But being clear about what your message is, being able to say it with, I always say, Say it with being able to add a period at the end of the 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 sentence. Yeah, you know, be clear about that and practice with your friends if you want. Um, Maybe it's with Soil Sisters uh, or um, to have groups about talking about their experience in the media or bring somebody in to talk to your group that is from the newspaper that or from radio or something like that because they're all very different mediums as well. Um, Writing from magazines or being interviewed like it's it's all a very different. They're much more different than you think.
0: Well, I think that's two very common I mean amongst farmers in the sustainable community, but particularly amongst women farmers, is our farms, our business, our work goes beyond a job. It's a calling, it's a activist platform, it's all of these things. But do you see those two working in partnership? Can somebody be a successful farm business and also an activist? in the educational realm
1: and i think well i i do and i think it also is a personality yeah um you know um i myself I, you know i i can't say enough about pushing yourself beyond your comfort zones i mean and to get comfortable there i mean i i i wouldn't want to encourage anybody to throw themselves out there that really does, doesn't want to do it yeah um but you you know this is a day and age i think with social media and there's a lot of noise out there mm-hmm. um it doesn't you know how you how you engage that is important yeah um and knowing the rules of the road helps like i mentioned before you know getting to know uh, what's on the record what's not on the record and what your message is but i i think it really you know again in this polarized uh political climate that we're in the more that we can one speak to each other yeah and then get our message out is really important particularly rural communities um we need to speak to each other we need to talk to each other instead of just staying in and in our own kind of holes like you know so i encourage people to do it but you know start again small i I'm, I'm a big proponent of starting small you know and creating different you know change through that and and taking those small steps
0: yeah because i think we all get caught up particularly as women in wanting to have it all figured out and this is this is the end and i I love about your stories i mean everything is done with passion and commitment and then it leads to the next thing it's all with good energy and good focus but not a end destination insight necessarily
1: yeah thank you um, oh no yeah yeah
0: yeah. it um it it has that reward level too that I, i think by by nature we in the organic and sustainable ag community feel that because these aren't just jobs. we probably get another job if we just right. needed a job. But, uh, but how do you feel? Do you think we need more women activists? I mean, as far as how are some of the women farmers and food artisans you've worked with
1: mm-hmm.
0: stories different? What are some things that we might bring to the table that otherwise wouldn't be heard
1: well i think it's important to identify barriers you know whether that you know what it's not all rosy it's not all rosy but to also you know be realistic but what but to identify them is it a regulation is it a policy is it a geography is it a geographical is it a societal practice is a societal practice practice? exactly the right word but yeah yeah you know and and because we don't want to just keep telling the same local food stories over and over again you know i mean At the same time, there are a lot of people that haven't heard local food stories. So, you know, I just want to say that, but, you know, identify the barriers. I I come across so many times food artisans in particular, they'll say, oh, well, that's just the regulation. I can't make, for example, um, I can't make charcuterie in my butcher shop because the local regulators say, you know, it can't, it's, it's, they have to be completely separate. I'm like, why don't you get a petition out by your customer, by your cash register and when somebody asks you for sausage and you say, well, I can't because of the regulators, but could you put your name on this because I want to go to my selectman and ask, you know, I mean, yeah. you know, just start to engage your customer base. Mm-hmm. They're coming to you because they like your products. They like you. They keep coming back. If you need help in your in your community, I think a lot about regulations, you know, start to collect those names in a in a say, you know, I wish I could, but I've been told I can't or, you know, yeah. you know, and, and it's not. It's not about who's bad or who's good. It's about, you know, those regulations may be outdated and there's times to change. And It's a business opportunity to get your customer base to support you because the eater, from my personal experience, as, uh, as I've been sharing in different parts of our story to, um, talk today, is that the eater wants to help. Yeah. They just don't know how, but if you can identify your barrier and say, well, I could really use help here, you know, um, that this is the time, I think, to really engage those eaters. Well, and that's great to hear, too, that a good old petition
0: <laughs> still has validity yeah, here. It, yeah. It's numbers, right? right? And it's documenting the fact that you're not alone. And to your mm-hmm. other earlier point of starting small, I, mm-hmm. I get that regulations, well, A, they'll always exist, and B, there'll always be perceived barriers. But as you've seen, it's it's the small social changes they're all regulations particularly in the food industry don't change because we have insightful politicians (laughs) is that fair to say it's it's all
1: local needs of people and in many cases it's communication people don't know people don't know you know there i mean i've seen an example of a butcher shop closed down because it was it was it wasn't adapting i felt like you know and it wasn't engaging their eaters and if you know we have to be a bit disruptive and and i am all about respect I, and i keep saying that i go back to this i think it's about ch- change from within but using your voice and using your voice as a as a farmer but then also as a farmer saying you know i really you know i have a customer base of x number of people they must like what i'm doing right they're coming back so maybe i could ask them for their help in using their voice so you've amplified you you've identified the problem you've identified the need and then the person's you know they want to help you know they don't want their butcher shop to go away or their you know their local farmer to go away or, you know, but you're talking
0: about which again i think comes really naturally to women of coalition building yeah. and increasing your tribe because it's too easy particularly in today's social media world, to just vent, right? <laughs> I'm guilty of it, yeah. blah, 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 <laughs> blah, blah. Right, Uh That's frankly what I know turns me off and increasingly right. people to social media where people just, just blah, 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 right. you know, and there's no action. But right. you're suggesting identifying your need, but then identifying people who – Either share it or support it, or, or sh- bottom line, are with you. That's yeah. empowering.
1: Yeah, and I also think you know we we do live kind of in a. a, a, a you and I both come from a nonprofit world where there's a, uh, well, let's identify the problem, write the grant, and that we've got the solution. You know, um, but not every it does. You know, grants I feel like are getting the the pot for sustainable agriculture is getting more and more tight. Right. And nonprofits are still, you know, they're they're all vying for for money. So why don't we look to our towns and our municipalities and to our our local democracy, essentially, to say, well, you know, yeah, money is always I'm not trying to say. No, no, I'll take money. But I'll take money. But it's not the end. It's not the end. And also, you know, grant writing, as we know, is onerous and it's it's a lot of paperwork and it's a lot of follow up. And I'm not saying that that's not a path. What I am saying is that there's other ways, I think, to to use your voice and to use your customer base and to say, yeah, I could use help in this way. Yeah. And it'd be legitimate. I mean, I think the um, Farm to Consumer Legal Defense organization is a really great organization to be, yeah. p- become a member of. They've helped me out tremendously. They pick up the phone as a consumer, as well as, you know, to help farmers. Um, maybe it's like, you know what, you know, I'm. Maybe you're a raw milk person, which we all know. <laughs> you know touches off a, yeah. a, 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 a number of, of issues. But maybe again. But there's strong activists behind it. Yeah. And, and it's all about choice and options right. is how I look and at it. And it's also not just the raw milk. I mean, it's, it's all different layers.
0: Yeah. What you're saying, too, is to pick your issue and pick what it is that probably, ideally, affects your business. They, they go in partnership. Yeah. So you're a farmer. You're a food artisan. But- undoubtedly there is something under that that needs to change right, right. <laughs> it's not all per- so, I mean that and, and to pick it and use your business as an education platform right. that's something to do that i think comes really naturally to women farmers in particular is none of us got into this because we whatever needed a job or needed some cushy livelihood right. there's a mission behind it right. but to you're saying quantify it a bit more mm-hmm. make it more than just a statement yep. but an action.
1: Right. I think a community kitchen's a lot like that. You know, it's mm. a business opportunity really to to have a to for small artisans small food artisans to start but and to do testing uh, is that really what they want to do? But to have a a community kitchen for example, and I think that that is one of those situations which is both has regulatory issues and it has funding issues and it has a way to like local economy things. So how as a farmer Maybe you've got, you know, you've got so much cabbage, but there's nobody making kimchi in your community. You know, maybe, wouldn't that be a great a coalition, collaboration kind of thing? Well, if we had a commercial kitchen, then that somebody could, that wants to start doing that, then, you know, see how those pieces can work together as opposed to saying, well, I've got all this cabbage, now what? Yeah. But maybe it's about a partnership or about basically creating a business opportunity for somebody that can also attract county funds or say, you know, foundation funds or whatever dot we whatever. can connect. Yeah, sure. I mean, Kickstarter funds. I mean, there's yeah. so many ways to go about it. And I think also looking for farmers to look at uh, the lens um, and fishermen to look at the lens of public health. You know, if you put on that lens, you know, what is it there that you can help support? Is it institutional um uh, farm to institution programs that maybe those need mm-hmm. assistance or maybe it's uh those school cafeterias that need assistance uh, in order for you to get so it's what's that leonard cohen lyric you know where the um the crack in the bell where the light shines through <laughs> yeah. right you know you find your your inner where, what you need and what you see but then also where in your community can that fit oh that's beautiful
0: thanks allie thanks for listening to our in her boots podcast I'm your host, Lisa Kiverest with the Moses In Her Boots project. This episode's audio engineer was Liam Kiverest of techsocket.net. The podcast was brought to you by the Midwest Organic and Sustainable Education Service, Moses. The mission of Moses is to educate, inspire, and empower farmers to thrive in a sustainable organic system of agriculture. For more information on Moses, In Her Boots, and a bounty of organic resources, check out mosesorganic.org.